Good morning, and welcome to Morning Prayers. Today's service will begin with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Psalter book, Psalm Selection number 57, found on page 29. Please stand as we read responsively by whole verse. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in thee my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of thy wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be over all the earth. They set the net for my steps, my soul is bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. For thy steadfast love is great to the heavens, thy faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be over all the
The reading today will be taken from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 30, verses 4 to 8. <clears throat> love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. A few weeks ago, as part of a discussion table at Elliot House, I, I listened to an NPR podcast entitled, How to Become Batman. Some of you may know it. The episode focused primarily on the story of a, na a man named Daniel Kirschk, who had learned to live a life of relative in in uh, independence despite his disability of blindness. He achieved this by developing a type of echolocation where he would click and listen to the reverberations of objects and develop a mental picture of his surroundings. This enabled him to hike in the woods, cross busy roads, and even ride a bike unaided. The podcast presenters were using Daniel's story to show how the expectations we have about people can affect their lives uh, in ways that we wouldn't expect, such as their intelligence, their strength, and even their speed. They argued that expectations, or rather, rather the, uh, the absence of certain expectations, had allowed a blind man to see. They proceeded to explain what they meant. When Daniel's mother brought her newly blind child home from the hospital, she was faced with a choice, to listen to the, to the advice of those close to her, who uh, told her to wrap up Daniel in cotton, and I'm not talking figuratively, or to raise him with few restrictions, as if he were a seeing child. She chose the latter. Now again, it wasn't as if Daniel's mother thought to herself, I'll know what I'll do. I'll have the expectation that my blind toddler would develop a novel click-based echolocation system that will enable him <laughs> to live independently later in life. No. She simply removed the expectation that he would be helpless. This whole story brought up several questions in our discussion groups about the power and limitations of, ex uh, of our expectations. Could we get animals to talk or do vector calculus, we postulated. But the aspect of the podcast uh, which interested me the most upon reflection was not how our expectations lead to superhuman-like abilities, but rather how our expectations can lead to a sort of healing. It's no secret that the Western world has gone through tough times over the past year or so from mass migrations to heightened racial tensions, from presidential campaign campaigns to financial meltdowns, and a six-letter word rhyming with the phrase, checks it. <laughs> and in discussion with friends and colleagues, the same question raises its head. How? Typically it's, how have we got here? Or, how can this be allowed to happen? Or, how can they not see? Well, maybe there's something we can learn from Daniel's story. After all, after all, he is the man who was blind and now sees. In the gospel, the biblical accounts of Jesus' life and ministry, Jesus is noted to have said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe that you have received? Expectations, no? I remember realizing how true this principle was when I had the privilege to support two friends who were going through tough times. In my role as the supportive friend, I realized that over the months and years, I had become hardened to their condition, 
had become to expect only negativity and self-centeredness during our interactions. That was until I started reading a book on prayer and the author highlighted this very point about expectation. So I made a decision that day that in my conversations and even in my thinking about these individuals, that I was going to picture the best version of them, the version I was praying for, the version of them healed. Sure enough, in both cases, there was a marked improvement in their emotional states. They were not only more able to turn their gaze outwards and be less self-centered, there was a palpable absence of, uh, of defensiveness in our conversations, as if they could feel the weight of my subconscious judgmentalism lift. They no longer had to fight against my not-so-subtle suggestions that their actions were to blame for their emotional state. Moreover, my commitment to treating them as equals provided a foundation of security and mutual respect, which enabled them to discover for themselves their unhealthy patterns of behavior. Like Daniel's mother, I had learned the power of treating my friends as any other child, figuratively speaking. So is it really that easy? So if it's really that easy, why aren't we all doing this? Why aren't we transforming the dictators, the fascists, and the bigots around us by picturing the best version of them? Well, because it's not easy. It's pretty darn hard, or at least it was for me. To resist those tempting thoughts to not mentally roll my eyes when those familiar patterns of behavior reared their heads, uh, reared their heads took love, it took discipline, and it took faith that their situation could, and indeed would, eventually change. There's another aspect of this expectation model we discussed in our group, fear. It's easy to let go of negative expectations when, uh, when we personally have nothing to lose. But when, those, uh, when the loss of those expectations leave you or your loved ones vulnerable in some way, how do we do it? How do we keep our nerve? Back to Daniel's story. When his mother was explaining how she um, came to the decision to treat Daniel like any other child, she explained rather beautifully that she had been in an abusive marriage with Daniel's father, who was an alcoholic. After so many years of feeling small and powerless, she said, I vowed never to be ruled by fear again. And she was tested. Daniel returned uh, home time and time again, bruised, battered and bloodied. But each time she sent him back into the world. People would say, how can you let him do that? He could get seriously hurt. But she would think to herself, anyone can get hurt. You don't have to be blind to get hurt. Here's my challenge to you all. I would like you to picture someone in your life you know to be difficult, objectionable, or patience testing. It may not take you that much time to do so. <laughs> it may be a colleague or a family member. And at some point this week, I want you to try to picture the best, most agreeable version of that person. Perhaps you have to imagine that that person has gone through the best therapy money can buy. And I would like you to commit to doing this for just one day. One day. Maybe consider accompanying this with prayer if you feel comfortable doing so. You may find that in your next interaction with that person, it's more, more grace-filled and more transformative. You may find that you, like Daniel's mother, will help the blind to see. Please join me in saying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing the hymn, The God of Abraham Praise, found on page number five in your bulletin. this day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. And the gathered people said, Amen. Amen.